And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome. It's Amateur Radio Amplified on 100 Watts and a Wire. Welcome to the show. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And whether you're an experienced ham radio operator or just getting started, this show is designed to educate, entertain, and inspire a community of enthusiasts worldwide. You're listening to episode number 387, Etiquette on the Air. Well, what are the best practices? I had an alternative title for this, but I don't know. We'll just have to mention that as we go. We uh, also invite listeners from Facebook and Discord, YouTube and TikTok to join us for the live recording every Sunday at 6 o'clock. And you can watch the live stream on our YouTube channel. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. It'll be automatically sent to your device. We encourage uh, interaction, so we'd like to uh, mix it up here in the live chat. During the show, you can send your questions and comments through email, social media, our live chat, and we'll do our best to address those questions. If you have a question and you're here right now, put a queue in front of it, and we will uh, try to put that in the queue. Later in the show, we'll open up a Zoom room and uh, for direct engagement with our listeners. We'll also be giving some, uh, a little bit of net coverage tonight. Seven o'clock central is when we do our net. Uh, Steve W7UDI is here joining me this week, and we're going to be talking about something that uh, we just want to lay a groundwork for our new or newer hams, mm -hmm. talking a little bit about etiquette on the air and what are our best practices, and uh, we're committed to uh, helping the new folks uh, get in and trying to give them a little hint. We know there's not enough mentors going around exactly. right now. And uh, if we can help you with that, let us know. Your questions are always welcome. Steve, how are you doing, sir? It's uh, It seems like our weeks are just filled with uh, busy, busy, busy. Oh, and here we are. Man. We're mid it's it's oh. been nuts, <clears throat> work-wise and everything else, family. Just uh, really haven't had a chance to spend too much time on the air this week it's just been uh, life life is just kind of piled on and uh just trying to get things done but uh did uh get on the air over the weekend and uh just just happy to be here as i look through my calendar the uh pooping pooches <laughs> pooping pooches calendar provided by big ben he sends these out to the crew we appreciate that i can tell and i cannot believe that we're already at the 15th of january Already exactly. two weeks I in, know. it's nuts. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Uh, but uh, anyway, there you go, and that's what's happening. Uh, let me bring in Scotty and see how Scotty's doing. He's watching the uh, back door, if you... Hey, now. The uh, back end, I don't know what you call that, uh, of uh, that, but if you've got a, a question, put a cue in front of it. He'll hook you up with all the uh, important links, our Discord servers, all those things, and our Zoomy Roomy. The um, in the description of the live stream, you can find all these links and join us a little bit later when we take some questions. How are you, Scotty? What's going on out east? Uh, doing well, doing well. Been a little little break. We had some wonderful weather. It was in the 60s for quite a few days in a row, and now it's uh, back down into the more seasonable um, weather for the, our mid Atlantic region. So. You know, breezy and in the uh, the the forties. As we That's go a... to we record to tape, we are at forty six <laughs> degrees here. Uh, we got lots of tape here, big reels behind us capturing all of this stuff. We like to do it through the audio of the Neve board. Scotty runs it through his Neve board there on the East Coast, so we do everything on tape. Tell him, Scotty. We're recording at plus six, three hundred and seventy nanowebers per meter. Right. So speaking of speaking nice. of consoles, a great great thing at work. When I first went back to the studio, my the, some folks may have seen in the Discord, I was working on this old SSL console trying to get the automation up and running, and there's the green monotone or monochrome screen. And uh, I think in, in order to try to sell it, and I think we've uh, we've uh, we've we've got a buyer. So, oh, nice. wow. Uh, yeah, feeling good. That, uh, my first big project coming back, and it's uh, it's looking like it might be uh, quite successful. So that's good. We do uh, have to tell you, we will not be selling the 100 watts and wire Neve board. No, uh, Neve does soon. not get sold. We're going to keep that. And because it <laughs> makes it sound good, and or at least it tries really hard, 
Uh, and we need all the help we can we get. We need all the help we can get. Because if he twi- flips the switch on the Neve, I start coming out. Hold on, let me push it. It's a hit tape a little harder and uh, smooth off the transients. And that gives can you hear this? Do you hear the difference in my voice from when I do like the Neve? And then we hit the thing. See, my voice does this. And then you. And then we're back at it. Like, you know, I can't have that. Funny little story real quick before we get into our uh, <laughs> etiquette stuff. I used to work at a radio station in Baltimore called WGRX. They've since flipped and went country. I think they called themselves Froggy at the time. I don't know. I was working to get to 98 Rock, and I ended up getting over there. But while I was um, at WGRX, we used to run a show called Flashback. And uh, this guy would go back to different years. And I love this show, man. I loved it. And I would run it real early in the morning and you'd hear, this is Flashback and I'm John St. James. And you're like, damn, this guy. Why don't I go to law school? I should get out of this, man. He sounds great. Anyway, it turns out that uh, I can't remember what the guy's name was, but it was a real show. Well, he sent all his voice tracks to a guy like Scotty. And they would put balls on the man. Like he would, they would like, <laughs> they would lock in humongous balls. <laughs> and then his voice, because I was like, and he'd be like, okay, here's alternative take number five. You're listening to Flashback. And then it would come out like, you're listening to Flashback. I was like, wow, they're doing like trickery. He had a, a nice voice, but it was not. It was not what you heard. And I was like, whoa, man, this is kind of tripping me out. <laughs> Meanwhile, I end up going to 98 Rock and then I go to Philly and meet Earl Bailey, who's the voice you hear in this show. And Earl is Earl. His balls were attached at birth. <laughs> <laughs> right in there, right? And he's like, you should have went to law school, you know, like, I'm like you have oh, to, my God. You have to turn anyway, on the high pass filter for his mic. He is the man. He's definitely the man. And you can hear him on deep tra- tracks on uh, the satellite radio, Sirius XM. XM. He's the deep tracks guy. And you listen to him. That's uh, one of my early mentors and my dear friends, Earl Bailey. But anyway, just a little bit of, uh, you know, sometimes you hear these shows and you think, wow, man, they they sound like, what a great voice. And then sometimes, maybe not as much <laughs> as it used to be, they've been manipulated. Like he could have been a really just great host. But didn't have as much punch in his voice, and they just added this kind of compression and whatever. Anyway, I've gotten off track here, just getting into the radio talk. But it, it goes I'll, back I'll, to the the sound man can make you or break you. That's right. So it's, keep it's your sound related. man happy. Yeah. All uh, so we're not selling the Neve board. Uh, we no. paid a lot of money for it, uh, so we are definitely going to keep that. <laughs> God, well, if we keep we selling the Nanu Nanu uh, four pixel cameras, we'll, uh, we'll speaking uh, of, we'll get, make enough money. I tried to, to sell. I tried to trade the Nanu Nanu Super Plus second version for a Neve. I was like, I'll give you four of them. They were like, <laughs> police, security, security. We want to teach the uh, next generation of ham radio operators and the ones that are working now. Um, some of the etiquette, I think etiquette's a tough, uh, tough word. It's, it's, it's kind of, it makes you think of, please pass the gray poupon and, and, you know, just put your thing just so, and not quite, uh, that, uh, but etiquette's we're, a good, yeah, we're not going to go there. We're not doing that, but it's kind of like some parameters, yeah, if you will, to kind of operate doing the by. pinky while we drink our drink. Yeah, you know, although we do meet for tea at high noon on Wednesday, we uh, and then we change our voice to sound like this from this. Hey, Scotty, can you hit the knee while we're doing having our tea? Huh? Oh, Buffy. Turn up the Optimod a little bit. There we go. Is that a poodle? Is that your poodle, Reggie? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, bourbon will do things to you that you didn't expect. Oh, yeah. He'll do all kinds of things to you, like <laughs> tequila. Up. Yeah, a little tequila. Yeah, I, I want to remember who I am if I have to do the thing. But, Why? But, yeah. Why? But bourbon helps me uh, loosen up my buttons. <clears throat> anyway, uh, we're going to talk about some best practices on the air. I just have four categories, and you guys are welcome to chime in, and, and I invite everybody who's here now 
for the live show. You're always welcome as we record this. It's just we send it out and and just to do that, record it and send it to a podcast. But I've got four four areas I just want to touch on. And I invite uh, Steve and Scotty to give their own. And, and, and I don't want to make it a gripe session or let's crap on CB or let's crap on whatever. Let's just there's some things that you probably need to know because my education early in this game came from listening, right? Which is a great thing. You should listen, listen, listen. But you're also hearing some things that may not quite be right, you know? So if you adopt those things, you're, you may be bringing on the sort of wrong. That's kind of my intention of talking about this today. What do you think, Steve? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's some great operators and there's not so great operators, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, and if you listen a long time and you just kind of say, hey, you know, I kind of like what so-and-so is doing and how they operate, I want to mimic them. Well, is so-and-so, you know, someone that you really want to mimic or or is it uh, somebody else? So it's um, it all comes down to it. And, uh, and listening is very important. Just kind of get a feel for how things flow and um, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's just to figure out and then you know try to you know you know emulate someone that you respect and you you appreciate how they operate on the air and uh, and that's a way to you know to get into the hobby as you know if you're brand new and you're trying to figure out all the lingo and all the the ham speak that we have. Just, uh, you know, A, that I always tell everybody is just be yourself and um, kind of think about when uh, how you interact with people when you meet them in person and try to do the same on the air. And because a lot of people that get behind these microphones and they, you know, a little douchebaggery starts coming out at times and uh, it's and that's not cool. And uh, and your experience with uh, interacting with others and even in with different cultures will um, will go a long ways. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's a kind of a tough road. But think about as you know how you would react to someone when you meet them in person versus on the air and hiding behind a microphone or a keyboard, whichever mode you're using. There you go. And we'll, uh, we'll get some uh, reaction from the community as well, from Facebook and, and things like that. But I've got four points we can, we can make them, and uh, these are just sort of tips that we can talk about. With the uh, newer hams and new hams in mind, uh, give them a little bit of a gauge. Let's start first. Number one, and you guys are welcome to chime in, of course, uh, our, our chat room here. Thoughts, uh, questions, put a cue in front of those. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about proper identification, okay? And uh, what I'm talking about is always giving your call sign. It helps if you give your location. That sort of helps during the transmission for others to know uh, mm -hmm. where you're connecting to them from. Uh, let's talk about proper identification uh, first, Steve. And I'll give a, f a quick example of something I did. I had a habit, and I think it was more of a this isn't wrong, but it's kind of a little weird is that I would give my call sign sometimes. And when we would do the net, I may say, uh, whiskey seven United Delta India or Italy, as you would say. And then I would not give my full phonetic. I would say K zero STH or vice versa. I would say W seven UDI. This is Kilo zero Sierra Tango hotel. And I kind of got the impression that it would be better to do them both the same way, which is kind of not, I don't know if it's technically wrong or not, but I want to give you some space here and get out of the way to talk about proper identification, things to think about when you're making that, that connection. Well, we have part 97 rules <clears throat> that says we identify every 10 minutes and at the end of our transmissions is pretty much what the, what the rule book says, but Basically, you know, we start our uh, our QSOs or conversations with our call sign and the other station that we're talking with uh, their call sign, and then you know every ten minutes we we have to say, identify our call sign, and usually it's good etiquette to identify the other person's call sign, but uh, as far as the rules are concerned and to be legal uh, is 
just remember your own call sign. There's times you're working and you're talking to somebody new and you're like, going, oh, geez, I messed up their call or I forgot it. It's okay. Just remember yours and uh, and give it uh, at least every 10 minutes because that's what the, the rules say. Some people have a tendency to just to be on the safe side. At the end of every one of their transmissions, they'll say their call <laughs> sign. It's kind of one of those, uh, It's yeah, it's okay. And But if that's your style of operating, then so be it. Then you, you operate that, that way. And it, Go on, Scotty. Oh, I was going to say, you hear that on two-meter repeaters all the time with the, everyone. Mm-hmm. After every, after every uh, exchange, everyone uh, th- ends with their, their call sign. And in, in, in some cases, like on repeaters or in EHF, you get into a big round table where you have four or five people and you have a few like me that will get in there and bloviate for, you know, 15, 20 minutes in one breath. Then, yeah, by the time it gets back to you, you need to do your call sign at the, right, right, right. At the, trans, at the transmission. So, I mean, you just kind of have to feel it out and uh, go from there. I, on the other hand, um, I try to stay, if I start with uh, K0STHW7UDI, I try to keep it that way. Uh, but uh, in the beginning or of a, of a QSO or if, the, or if the band's starting to get um, a little scratchy or the, the QSB, then I'll go, say, the phonetics, both on the station I'm talking with and mine. It, it's just one of those if I, I personally and uh, – don't try to mix it up. But I have done it to where I'll say the person I'm talking with, their call sign phonetically, and then I'll rip out mine real quick and uh, and go from there. So it's um, – but when it comes to IDing that, you know, remember every 10 minutes, every 10 minutes because the, the, the commission, that is their biggest um, – uh, that's the thing that really gets them under their – you know, burned or their saddle is uh, a lot of people that have gotten uh, – infractions from the uh, commission and stuff like that majority of them have been a failure to identify and uh, and we're all guilty right here there's times i get into a into a long rag chew and it goes like 20 minutes and it's like oh crud i I didn't id (laughs) so i mean it happens so it's uh just just try to remember it and uh, go from there okay we've got a a new ham with us uh, this evening, we need your uh, call sign, Sheena. Sheena Marie may, may be the 0.1% lady of the audience, so we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll take it. Thank you and welcome, and uh, being a newer ham, uh, we are here to serve because uh, I just got uh, my 10-year, I can't believe this, Steve, look at this. Would you imagine? They look sent me this that said, thank you for giving us the money. For 10 years, the league uh, certified recognition of my 10th year. And boy, does time fly. And oh, so yeah. uh, was... I remember I, uh, I used this uh, program to re-engineer my experience and go back to, to remember those times. And uh, Steve was around helping me through that. In the beginning, I didn't have a mentor. And so now, you know, we're dedicated to trying to help people and answer questions. So if you ever have one, Drop a cue in front of it. Drop us an email, whatever you'd like to do. Uh, a bigger, broader question may be, we're going to take a, a break here in a second, uh, and then we'll get into another one. I knew I knew these would open up and have great conversations. Uh, Scotty, there was a message from Pastor Joe. What did Pastor Joe say about IDing? Can you see that? Oh, uh, yeah. Pastor Joe was saying uh, that when he when he first got into it, he uh, tended to over-ID on repeaters, I guess, going into Falling on what I had said uh, for a long time, he thought that uh, he had the ID after every transmission, uh, and I and I kind of the, the two meter activity around here when I first got my license. That's that's what seemed to be the the norm. It's a you know how you doing, KC three BXN. I'm doing fine. <laughs> 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 like every exchange, it's like um, and so uh, and so that was a, a like Joe. I had picked that up uh, early on because that's what I heard on the radio. I didn't have any mm-hmm. HF gear yet, so that's. I think that's the key, man. That's my whole point is that we get into this, and if you don't have a mentor, then you, you're you kind of stuck with emulating and imitating the what you hear on the radio, and sometimes that's not always good. Sometimes it's very good, but you do fall oh, yeah. into these things, and you become they become crutches too. A lot of the cue speak that we use are a lot of crutches, you know, and, and – uh, 
that's my next point, but I think Scotty and I got a little business to take care of uh, first. But uh, oh, So we'll dear. come back to point number two. Number one, <laughs> if you've got a, uh, a thought on that proper identification, drop it in the chat. Uh, Scotty will pull that as we yep. uh, get into a little bit of history. Now, Steve and I are so damn old that we remember most of this stuff. Going back to January 19th, you want to talk about an old crotchety sum of my butt. He's chilled out now. You should have seen him in the 40s. January 19th, 1943, the FCC endorses restricted radio operator permits. And then on 19, uh, 1949, January 2nd, Claude Shannon, you remember old Claude, he lived down the road oh, from Claude, us. Oh, Claude, yeah. Good old buddy Claude. He had a mule and he would always shout as he went by our doorway, <laughs> get up there, mule! And that's, a, that's what you'd hear from Claude Shannon. He ended up proving that mathematics uh, of the, uh, the Nyquist theorem. Had we known that mule would turn into a great, that's what he was thinking about, pulling that mule. The Nyquist, so part of this history is true. You decide what is not. The Nyquist <laughs> theorem proposed by Bell Labs engineer Harry Nyquist in the 1920s laid the mathematical foundation for uh, converting the continuous signal into discrete samples and reconstructing the samples back to a continuous signal. It's the foundation of digital signal processing. So thank you, Mr. Claude. Get up there, Mule Shannon. Appreciate that. <laughs> January 18th, 1983, I was uh, buying Thriller from Michael Jackson. Well, maybe a little early for that. The first computer featuring a mouse and graphic user interface, the Apple Lisa, was unveiled. And wow. there you go. Some of the cool things happening this week in radio history. Now it's time... Oh, girl. Hold on, I gotta get on the Neve board. <laughs> hey, girl. Wait, that's not it. The that's Neve, wrong. the Neve, the Neve. That was more like an SSL. Hey, oh, girl. The wrong knob. That was my Jackson 5. Put it on the Neve. Hey. Uh, Scotty's here talking about some events. We are mid January, and I do believe this time of year things are heating up. What's going on? We got some things coming up next weekend. We have the uh, North American QSO party. The single sideman version is happening next weekend. Also, that that weekend, 21st through the 23rd, the ARRL January VHF contest. So get your rovers roving. And, oh. um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> hey. security. <laughs> uh, Uncle Paul's been dropping some updates on the uh, the the expedition going to uh, Beauvais Island. Um, he's been dropping some uh, maps uh, showing uh, their Garmin Garmin maps tracking their location and their trip uh, to the uh, to the location uh, on our Discord server. So some cool info there. He's a uh, he's all into it and he's dropping all sorts of updates. Um, and then there's been a big uh, there's a, a big ado about the FT8WW. Um, Doing this the expedition on FT8, and okay. uh, apparently his uh, his he's reached the end of his permitted HF mm -hmm. transmitting permit, and he's oh. uh, applied for uh, an extension, and he's waiting on that uh, to try to continue to operate till the uh, till about March 20th or so. So that's that that operation is currently on hold. <laughs> he's taking a break, so. which is he he really needs it. If you read the story about him. It's just, it's a one-man operation. He's been uh, trying to operate as much as possible uh, to get as many people, all new, you know, all time, you know, A-O, all, all, no, A-N-T-O <laughs> or whatever, something like right, that. Right, all time new. All time new one. Yep, and, and uh, so, but he's been, pro, you know, predominantly at, you know, operating FT8 and CW, so, uh you know, putting up his antennas, he's been limited on uh, what kind of antennas he can put up based on because he's in a very sensitive area. Ooh. And, uh, ooh, I need more cowbell. <laughs> Some more cowbell. And, uh, bourbon, bourbon, please. <laughs> 
and uh, pick up. So it, it's been uh, quite a quite an operation. But he's hoping he's going to be on the island till mid March. So yeah, uh, yeah, he's hoping to get some more time. But he has to wait for the French government to uh, to permit him to operate more. So he had a three week window to uh, operate. Done a great job for one guy. So uh, good for him. All right, good. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Steve. And support the community and content that you enjoy by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash 100 watts. By visiting the site, you can explore all the benefits of supporting 100 watts in a wire, whether it's buying us a cup of coffee or becoming a monthly supporter. Your contribution keeps the community running. For only $1 per episode, that's just $4 a month, our dipole level is a budget-friendly way to support uh, the show and to show your appreciation. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash 100 watts today and explore all the benefits and thank you for your support. And we want to thank new supporters Kyle, KK7FEL, November 4, Mike India, and Marcus Garcia. Thank you. Ric Flair also thanks you. We appreciate you. All right. We did it. Thank you very much. We appreciate your attention and we appreciate your ongoing support. It keeps us independent. We can do things and we don't have to worry about what we're doing. We, uh, we're here and community supported for the most part. We appreciate that. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it. We will uh, be getting to some questions here in just a little bit. I didn't know I should have just come with one topic, Steve. I came with four. I want to go into, uh, it's one topic, but four points. Yeah. And I want to hit on them here so we can get to some questions. Uh, the next one is clear language. Um, using clear, simple language when communicating on the radio to better understand and have more effective communication. Mm -hmm. I would say initially avoid slang unless you're hanging out on 80 meters with the boys. You know what I'm saying? Introducing slang and jargon may get confusing. That's my tip. You know, and again, it's for everybody, you know, to each their own, do what you want to do. But clear communication and practicing that in the right places will help you if there is an emergency. And that may, may be another one of my mm -hmm. um, points here tonight. But Steve, let's go into just clear language. What do you got to say about that? Oh, yeah, it's uh, pretty important. In the public safety world, uh, which I reside in, um, we use basically uh, clear text as we as we call it is we don't uh, use any 10 codes or Q codes or we we just speak it out in, in plain English so that uh, everybody can hear because when you start using some kind of codes or ciphers or this or that it not everybody understands it and uh, in the um, in uh, in we've adopted over the years Q codes which was, was developed more into into the CW realm to, to uh, instead of spelling out and tapping out the uh, what is you know my location is it was QTH and and that was accepted and but in in the voice band or in sideband and FM it's pretty pretty discouraged. I use some of it personally because I like the tradition of the Q code, but it's you know, sprinkle it in here and there. Yeah, QTH is this, and uh, or we're going to QSY, uh, change frequencies, or uh, QRZ uh, during, you'll hear me say that, because it just gets it a little bit more efficient, but, you know, most people understand it. But it's it can be used as a crutch if you go into it too much. So the more... Um, the more we can speak, you know, just plain English and uh, clear text, as we call it in public safety, the, the easier it is and uh, that everybody understands. Because especially when you're new, you don't know what the hell is QSY, what the heck is uh, QTH, and uh, then, then you know, you start learning it. And uh, But there are folks that are, that's a crutch for them. And, uh, and we, you know, repeaters, uh, a lot of repeater owners, they... They discourage it. There are some that are just vehement, vehemently angry when you get well, if you use a Q code on their repeater, and it, it's just uh, so it, it, you just kind of find your way in the 
in you know in as you're walking down the sidewalk here whether it's acceptable or not uh, wherever you're operating i think uh i remember hearing people say qsl qsl and mm-hmm. then i'll hear new people and i'll hear the young folks i don't like calling them youngsters when they call them youngsters on the air i don't like that it's kind of a weird marketing thing i'm just like you know just call them young hops or whatever you're gonna call them but youngsters on the air shimmy, shimmy. gives you that kind of feeling but anyway that's just an opinion but I hear them do it, and it's in their script. They go through my favorite colors, blue, and my daddy's <laughs> name is Charlie, and this is November Kilo at QSL. And I'm like, you know, so it's being planted into the kids. It's injected into them where it's just not a normal conversation like you'd have on the phone or whatever. I, I am a I am a purist in a lot of different ways. I understand the Q speak. I understand what there's some things that this show has even said we need to let go of the term Elmer, which is, if anybody was even given an S about us, they would uh, they would have probably said, what the hell are these boys talking about? Getting rid of the term Elmer. I can't take stand that son of a bitch. You know, like, but nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention anyway. So, but, you know, that's a bit of an outdated term. You know, it's not, it's, but it's part of tradition. So I kind of get it to each their own, I guess, is my overall tone here. But I think we're we we are overusing some of these terms a lot of ways. Uh, Scotty, what do you think about uh, simple language and communication? Yeah, absolutely. It's um uh, the Q the Q codes. Um, it's it's, a, it's 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 there's so many different ones, and as a new ham, it's impossible to keep track of which one's supposed to be what. I I don't do CW, and then I guess it, it's a strike against me for being an, a, a no coder. Um, but, uh, you, you, over listening over time, you, you know, you learn what, uh, what QTH and, and QRZ and QSL and what these, what these mean, but a new person feeling that, that this is the way that they're supposed to be, um, speaking and, and interacting with people on the air. And they're not quite, un- don't understand what the, what the Q codes are, are trying to convey. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it, it sends a, you know, it's going to be frustrating and, um, it's clear text, clear voice, um, Absolutely. KD5 PCK, it brings up a good point about people saying hi. Excellent point. Yes, excellent. (laughs) Can you just laugh? I mean, hi, hi. And the joke isn't even that funny. Hi, hi, (laughs) hi. Hi, hi. I need a joke. I'm not even laughing. Like, I'm not even laughing telling you the joke. And my wife eats a lot of apples. Hi, hi. Like, that shit ain't even funny. Stop saying hi, hi. Like, and then the guy doesn't even have time. To respond, like, you're still talking. Like, then he comes on, and then he's like, ha, 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 your wife and those apples. I'd like to see that. Like, it's the <laughs> furthest away from a natural conversation that you're going to find. For, for those that don't know what Hi Hi is, that was the CW version of laughter. LOL. And L- <laughs> or LOL in, or the, ha, ha. in the Facebook vernacular or, or you know, online. But it was, but we're, we have people, so many people use it on the air and it's like, dude, you don't need to do that. Just laugh. Yeah, it's okay. Laugh. It is okay. We can laugh in ham radio. Yes. <laughs> Especially just say something funny. Like, you know, make it funny. You won't have to say anything. Oh, yeah, hi, so hi. Just, she eats those hi. apples and gets a little oh, drill on her chin hi, there hi. sometimes. <laughs> hi, hi. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm ready to let oh that one god. go. Oh my god! So, sorry. Yeah, we ran it on that one. All right. Sorry, Pastor <laughs> Jay. Light, light a candle for me. I, I, uh, it's just one of those things. It's just one of those mm-hmm. things. That's not very natural. And meanwhile, you're still talking. So even if it was hysterical, the person who you want to hear get the laugh, you know, it's just like a. I don't know. I'm just. That, that's definitely one that doesn't work for me. I mean, like the term Elmer which is kind of getting cringeworthy with a lot of people coming into the hobby. The high, high is there's, I've had non radio amateurs or non radio, you know, non hams that have been around me and they've heard it and they're like, what's this high, high stuff. And I'm like going, they're, they're trying to say, be laughing like LOL, but they don't want to say, they don't want to laugh on the radio. And so they're like, that's stupid. And I go, yeah, I know. 
but it's, it's that's, weird. There's it's style. one of those things we're carrying it's weird. along. Like, you know, I get it. On, I get it. If you're a Morse code operator and, and you know, you're banging mm-hmm. out the CW, I totally get it. Like I'm joking. Hi, hi. I'm just joking. You know, I didn't really mean to go kill the lady with the apples. It's just a joke. Right. <laughs> but you know, when you're speaking, let's just speak. Okay. Let me, uh, let me get off of that. I want to hit the fourth one. Uh, so we can get to our questions and stuff. If you have a question, comment, put it in the chat. We'll bring it up and talk about it. Uh, some great stuff happening here behind the, the scenes that we could talk about. Uh, I think going back, this kind of piggybacks into the clear communication. It's um, during emergencies, following protocol. And let me tell you what I'm thinking here. It's using the designated frequencies properly, uh, providing clear identification, relevant information, and uh, following the procedures when you're relaying information. Now, this may never, ever Mm -hmm. happen to you, but I can't tell you how many times I've heard a frequency on a hurricane net or whatever. Somebody just stops up and here they come. And meanwhile, you know, the news gets around. There's a hurricane going to hit, guys. And uh, in a couple days, we're going to start using this frequency on 20 meters, this one on 40 Please leave this one open for us, okay? Because it's an emergency thing. Um, what do you think about that, Steve? Let's talk about. Oh yeah, and even and the FCC will will put out an announcement saying, "Hey, this frequency on forty meters is going to be as designated as an emergency frequency." So, please, everyone, just kind of stay clear. If you're not involved in it, then then you know, kind of you know, listen. If you want to hear what's going on, that's a great way to, okay, the hurricane net or whatever uh, net or radio traffic that's set up is going to operate on this particular frequency. So let's be mindful, respectful, and um, uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, and not participate unless you are part of the, you know, the, the participation. You don't want to be part of the problem. You want to be the solution. And to be part of the solution is stay out, shut your mouth, and listen, unless you're part of the uh, the activity there. So uh, it's just uh, if, if you're part of it, then great. And then utilize the good operating techniques and clear, concise. And uh, if you're passing messages, repeat what you've received and then go on. It's, I'm going to go back to public safety. And in the utility world is when we get what's called switching orders, or if I get some uh, commands from the IC, we repeat it back so that the person that gave us the commands under understands that we understood what they, they said. So I need you to go to, to this location and do this. Okay, I'm going to that location to do that and done and then move on. So, uh, speaking clearly and concisely and utilizing the, the proper techniques that is acceptable for that group, then you'll be doing just fine. But for the, for, if you're not involved in it, just listen and, and, uh, it'll see what goes on and, and maybe you might want to get involved in that group in the end. All right. Uh, Scott, you got any uh, final thoughts on, on that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, especially in an emergency situation. I know I've been reading some of this good stuff in the chats. Um, you know, clear, you know, clear, so th- clear, this one voice. explains so much. Thank you. <laughs> Share it with the listening audience here. Of course, oh, and the people that listen on the podcast, uh, KD5 uh, PCX, uh, uh, says, I never listen for a clear frequency. I just start calling CQ and use K6, K0SDH. That explains so much. I get so much hate mail. It's because, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Just kidding. Sorry, Scotty. What were you saying? <laughs> oh, no, it's not saying, but, you know, as, as Steve was saying, with things like the hurricane net and, and emergency situations, uh, trying to pass traffic, then, yeah, it's, it's essential that you just, you just use you know, clear, clear language and follow whatever sort of routine has been set up, communication has been set up for, uh, for that particular group for that situation. But, um, yeah, it's you know no using QR Q, weird Q calls and um and uh, you know the, uh, the another thing with the uh, phonetics would be another thing that would probably set off some people with the yeah um, use your proper phonetics if you're dealing anything mm-hmm. with an emergency don't play around those are those are my four points guys I I think that I just wanted to hit on these four points today 
uh, follow those protocols during emergencies, do the proper identification with clear frequencies, uh, clear language is useful. They're just good practices. If you're with your buddies in a corner on 80 meters, hanging out, doing whatever, do whatever you like, proper identification. These are the sorts of things that I wanted to get into uh, this evening. I think there's some ham fests happening that we need to let the people know about. Scotty's here to tell us uh, what's a happening. Well, we do have some ham fests coming up uh, next weekend, January 22nd um, through the 28th. So it's a week-long thing going on, but uh, it's the Quartz Fest in Quartzsite, Arizona. Somebody was um, on the Discord was uh, inquiring about that a little bit. Um, January 20th, uh, Southwest Florida Regional Ham Fest. It's an ARRL uh, Southern Convention uh, in Fort Myers. Um, and then uh, quite a few more going on. Uh, I have listed them listed in the events channel on our Discord server to uh, see what uh, what else is going on in the coming weekend. Maybe you got a ham fest in your neighborhood? Go get some uh, that old roll of coax so you can make your double bazooka. Yeah. yeah. Double bazooka. I like it. Bazooka. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Scotty. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O Power.com. And I want to let you know to uh, learn more about 100 Watts in a Wire in our community. Visit 100WattsInAWire.com. You can check out the podcast archive, register for your 100-watt ID, Get yourself a sweatshirt, trucker hat, sticker mugs. It's all in there. 100 watts in a wire.com. And thank you. All right. If you had a question and you want us to get to it, we will take a uh, question priority here in the house tonight. And uh, one of those super chats oh, that goes <laughs> down. If you have those, they jump right to the top of the pile, baby. We'll put you right up there. Okay, let's see. We have a question uh, from James. Let's see if we can handle this one. Kilo India 5 Bravo. No, no, no. Kilo India 5 Oscar Echo Bravo. On CW, do you put your call sign on each transmission? Who's down with that? Who remembers that? I'm a no-code ham, some of them on. You must, no, right? I just identify every 10, 10 minutes, um, right. unless it's going to be a long uh transmission but uh i'm it, it's up to you uh what it comes down to if you want to sign your call at the end of every cw transmission um i wouldn't uh, but that's that's me i just try to stay within the the 10 minute uh, rule and stay it you know, stay legal but um if that's the way you uh, like to operate uh, that's fine um there's nothing wrong with it let me ask the guys on 80 meters, guys. Is that right? Yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Good answer there. there. Good answer. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Giggle, giggle. Hi, hi. 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 If you hi, like, hi. go ahead and laugh. Hi, hi. Fine business. All right. If uh, anybody has a question, go ahead. You know what to do. We have a few others that have come in. Let's see what we can do with these. Question. What types of antennas are best? For beginners, great question. The by the way, the dipole. Uh, well, let's let me back up. So when you, you talk about beginners, if it's uh, going to be on two meters, um, just uh, and if you want to build your own, a good starting antenna that a lot of new people will build is the J pole, the copper J pole. There's lots of instructions out there, relatively simple, uh, and uh, if you have some issues on how to sweat uh copper pipe there's you know club members that can help you for hf it uh probably the the simplest and best antenna to get you on the air and be successful is just your standard dipole it is the reference antenna and uh it uh works fantastic whatever band you're on and that's that's a good one but uh you know just keep it simple just the, the simplest antennas uh, will will get you going. And then as you gain more experience, then you can start uh, going to different style antennas and uh, and go from there. For many, many years, we've been talking 2015, ever since we started. This is uh, season number nine. It's hard to beat a dipole. 
It really is hard. You can, of course. I mean, there's other things. But when you're just starting out a dipole, nothing wrong with that. Don't you know any other goddamn tune? All right. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you for that. All right. Got an, uh, another question that came in. If you have one, you know what to do. Put a cue in front of it. We'll grab it. We've got some time this evening as we record. And uh, let's get into another one. What's the difference between a double-shielded and single-shielded coax cable? Well, the double-shielded coax is going to be, it's going to have two braids. So as your standard coax, uh, like RG8 or 213 or RG8X, it's going to be, it's a single-shielded coax. So it has just has the braid. And then you go to the dielectric in the center, or and then you have the center conductor. A double shielded coax is going to be kind of like your LMR 400 or RG 214, which is a, a LMR 400 will have a the, the copper shield, the braided shield, and then it will have an, a, a foil that's also wrapped around the uh, the. Uh, insulate you know the uh, dielectric the center dielectric and then uh, and then you have your center conductor rg214 has two layers of braid so they put the first layer of braid down and then they uh, put another layer of braid over top of it so it's uh, it's two layers but a double shield is either you know uh, a braid uh, aluminum foil or some kind of foil or two braids so that's the difference all right. Well, thank you for that question. That is wonderful. We got a question here uh, during the live show. Greg wants to know, how long should you pause to listen after calling CQ? Hmm. I, that comes down to your style of operating. I mean, are you anxious to, you know, try to get out there? I would wait maybe, you know, 20, 30 seconds uh, personally. And then uh, continue on. To, uh, give it a give it a chance for someone to uh, to you know get things going. Or um, I've heard other people that they wait maybe five ten seconds and continue on. And uh, so it, it it comes down to your style. I personally think twenty to thirty seconds in between is is adequate. And uh, but uh, it all depends uh, how anxious you want to talk to somebody. Can I tell you, I made a TikTok video about a week or so ago, and hello to everybody on TikTok. If you're listening, we appreciate you. We're uh, growing over there, which is a fun thing for me to do every morning, is to uh, communicate with you. Uh, but I heard a guy on the radio recently who called CQ 15 times in a row. Again, this is to each their own. If you want to operate wearing heels, I don't care. I don't care. Do what you want to do. But then I was like, let it breathe, brother. Let somebody get a chance to come back to you. It would be like this. Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel, CQ, CQ, CQ. Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel, K0STH calling. See, and like over and over. I counted. I wish I could have recorded it 15 times. I counted this guy. And I'm like. Is he testing? Like, what is, dude, he could be testing. He could be testing maybe the voice thing in his radio. But, like, there was no space for you to even come back to talk to him because he went so long. And I'm thinking, this guy never shuts up. Like, I don't know what's right. Like, traditionally, a little glimpse in how I do it, because it's good in my mind. I may say, like, this is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, Christian in Missouri, uh, K0STH listening. And then, you know, I'll wait a little bit. I don't hear anything, you know, I'll come then on you back. Go on again. You got to kind of It used to that. be, uh, when I first got in, in the 70s, there was a, a lot of long-winded QS, you know, CQs. And guys would, you know, five, six times repetition saying their call and calling CQ, 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 Whiskey 7, Uniform Delta Italy, calling CQ, 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 and just going on and on and on. And it's like, but it was basically, it, it was to allow someone to kind of tune, you know, because and tune as they're tuning across the band to find you. No. And that mm -hmm. was kind of the thought uh, nowadays. It's a little bit different because most of our radios, and if you have uh, the, the people's radio, you have the waterfall. 
super. And, uh, it, um, and so you'll start seeing, and I, as I'm uh, listening on the band, I'll see a signal pop up and it's like, Oh, what's that? And boom, yeah, you just go right, right to it yep. and uh, immediately. And so our equipment has changed. And so I think our style should change a little bit. Uh, the other one is, uh, people, uh, calling CQ on existing conversations that are going on. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I don't, I'm not going to bust their chops or their, or their stones too much because there's the times they nuts. won't hear, they won't hear the other people. And it's just the way their propagation is. So you have to be kind of flexible and, uh, hopefully, um, uh, it, it will work out. I mean, there's times I've been in a, in a conversation with someone and next thing I know it's someone's popping up and calling CQ and it's like, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. The frequencies in use, they didn't hear the person I was talking to. And, uh, right. then they eventually hear me They're like, Oh, sorry. Whoops. It Daisy. Yeah. Stuff happens. Did you guys hear Steve say, uh, break his stones? Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Another question. <laughs> hi, hi. Another question. Uh, let's see. How Good can business, I predict old man. propagation conditions Fine for business. my location? There is uh, some uh, programs. There's a website that, and uh, oh shoot, I can't remember. It's uh, I think a guy in California that runs it or something that uh, will uh, do some propagation. You put in your location or your your grid square or your lat long, and it will come up with a uh, prediction. And but as I always tell everybody, as you start to go farther and farther into the hobby here study the band and it, and this takes time and then you'll kind of get an idea on okay i know that 40 meters is going to do this during this time of the day or this time of the day it's going to do this and you kind of get a feel for it uh but uh and you'll get instinctive on that uh, that takes time that takes uh you know maybe a couple of years uh, to to get into that realm but there are uh programs out there or some websites that will kind of help you uh with their propagation look at some of the d expeditions they have uh links to uh, that they're going to forecast like their propagation i think maybe the bouvet might have one because i was I, I would think i was looking at that one that um they were doing some and they broke it down by hour and they uh they showed the map uh the world map and then it would they had it was color coded so they estimate that we're in your location, the signal at this time in Zulu time would be an S5. So it will uh, so kind of help you plan your uh, your activities if you wanted to work that particular de-expedition. So, so those, those programs are out there. You just kind of have to search for it. Uh, interesting um, comment from DJW1UED uh, talking about the elephant in the room being the tuner uppers. And yeah, that's a definite, that could be number five on the list of best etiquette. And I'll throw it in here now. I mean, mm -hmm. don't they realize that the day that when you're tuned up and you're the next station to call, like by, and, and I wait, like I wait, if I hear someone tuning up on frequency and I'm like, I've been waiting to call this station DX or whatever. I'm not coming right on after that guy got <laughs> tuned up. I'm going to wait it out. I'm like, nope, I'm not coming on. And then they're, uh, they're messing with their uh, with their their inductor, and it's getting louder, and then it gets quieter. It's getting louder. It's getting quieter, quieter. Steve, talk about tuning up on frequency and what you should do. That's a bad practice. At, uh, and part of it is, uh, and I put it into people into two different camps, and either they uh, they don't understand um, what uh, what is happening with their radio. So uh, to tune up, you got to put RF out. And depending on your radio, if you use the tune button, it might be 25 watts, say off of a 100 watt radio. But it's still gonna cause some issues on frequency. Um, it's just poor practice because now you are technically interfering with the uh, with the conversation that's at hand and um but you know most people like when i i hear it i just kind of tune them out in the in my head or i just hit the auto notch on the radio and it just, boop, the tune-up tone goes away but the signal's still there i'm talking to someone that's s3 and 
I got this S9 signal on my S meter because there's someone tuning up. And there's been a couple of things. People are going, oh, no, I got to get the maximum power out of, you know, my, my antenna has to be tuned so I have the maximum transfer of power or I'm going to, you know, get the maximum power out of my amplifier. Just go up the band 5 or 10 kilohertz, find a quiet spot that's not being used, tune up there, and then come back down and then and then join the conversation. But, yeah, it, it's bad practice to tune up on uh, – on frequency and then there's the douchebaggeries and the douchebags and the tools and they uh they just do it because they're tools all right there you go a question from john here in our chat in cw if someone calls qrl on your frequency what is the proper answer a simple yes what is qrl <laughs> To look that one up. I'm I'll sorry. Who's got the answer? It goes back to the Q calls. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Hi, hi. Uh, hi, 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 hi. Super. Hi, hi. Hi, John. John, hi. Hi, hi. That's funny, John. Hi, hi. I know we got to look that up. Who's got the CW chops here? Uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll show up in the chat here in just a moment. Yeah. Hang in there, John. I think we have uh, enough time to take another question here. Let's see. Um, yes. How can I report a person who's breaking the rules of the airwaves? Oh. Hi, hi. Uh, FCC. If you uh, if they're breaking federal laws or you know Part ninety seven rules, then uh, you can make a. Uh, I think there is a, a form on uh, the FCC site that you can uh, report a violation, and that's one way. Um, the league has the uh, volunteer observer program or whatever it is. Um, you can go through that route. So I mean, there's a couple of routes you can uh, go. But ultimately, if you feel strongly enough that the uh, person is a habitual rule breaker or it's a violation that you think that really needs to be taken care of, then, then uh, go the FCC route. I used to get so mad. I would go to 7200. Now I go there just to let myself know that you're not as crazy as a lot of other people. Like I'll turn it on and be like, ah, oh, I'm okay. I'm still okay because that's crazy town. But I, I think it, it Are you it, busy? Okay. It goes back to me being a radio guy and there's a tradition, there's an etiquette and a history there that you respected the elders and the people who went before you. And then I came to amateur radio and that does exist. And then when you hear that, you're like, what's this all about? Like, who's this Jack Meehoff or I'm going to report him to the nearest cop on the beat. Like I want to tell somebody and I have sent, it wasn't called the OO program back when I did it. And, and frankly, I think I lost, um, I don't know if I want to say confidence in that system. I think people do report, people listen. I think the money at the FCC is tied up in other wireless communications, if you get my drift. And anyway, that's a whole different show. We'll talk about that some other time. But I remember feeling so moved. And the FCC does have their website. You can go there and, and, and make that claim if you want. I never heard back. I think I did get an email saying, thanks for sending in this thing. It was like a form letter. Um, you know, and then they, you know, Riley, uh, Riley, what was Riley's name? He said, just Riley spin Holland's the big worst. dial. And I, back then I was mm -hmm. like, I don't want to spin no dial. I want to justice, you know? And now I'm like, you know, I, yeah. I don't expect any disciplinary stuff, you know, going on. And if it happens, sometimes it happens and it shocks you mm -hmm. when they drop a $25,000 hammer on somebody's head. But uh, as for me being like traffic band cop and going in reporting it, I just as soon turn it because I listen a lot with my kids and I know we're getting pushed up on top of the hour here. I, my kids will be in the room and I'll get pissed off if I can't listen to a frequency and my girls are in the room. Like, you know, if that's if you've gone too far there, then I'm offended, but I'll just turn it. I'll just be like, you know, I'm not going to write a letter. But anyway, that's a bit of a tangent as we uh, get ready to wrap up. But uh, thank you all for indulging us in this. Interesting, we're trying to help the newer hams and the new hams come in and just have some kind of gauge 
And this content will get chopped up and we'll put it up there for anybody who wants to hear it, who needs to see it, hear it. And uh, proper practices, because mentors are hard to come by these days. So uh, if you can trust anybody and you want to try us, bring it in. We're here. We're right here. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Aren't you kind? Aren't you kind? Steve W7UDI and Scotty. (laughs) KC3BXN, thank you uh, so much, you guys, for being here. Fine. And uh, it's fine a quick business, hour Chris. when you're fine having business. fun. It's fine business. Hi, hi. And my wife eats apples by the bushel. Hi, hi. <laughs> I don't know. We got a lot of problems. All right. Over yeah. most of these same stations, you can listen to live coverage of the 100 Watts and Wire Sunday Evening Net. You're welcome to join us over there. Stay tuned if you're right mm-hmm. here. Don't go nowhere, Jimmy. Hi, oh, hi. Looks like Uncle Paul's going to be on 7224. 7224. All right. 73 guys, take care of yourselves and look after each other the best that you can. And by all means, if you can. Please try and stay above the noise. 73, guys, 73. 7-3, everyone. gang. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.